Hello, and welcome to From the Newsroom, a podcast production of Monroe News in Monroe, Michigan. The following is an article by Suzanne Nolan Whistler for the Monroe News, talking about the Spanish flu epidemic of the 1918. The Spanish flu of 1918 vanished from Monroe County more than a century ago, but there's still a physical memento from the pandemic. The Monroe County Museum has an altar shrine dedicated to Rose Jacobs Bushrow, age 38, who lived on Monroe's North Borges Avenue. After a week's illness, she died November 11, 1918. Her obit gives cause of death as pneumonia, but that was a complicating factor of the flu, said Lean Reum, historian at the museum. The large, elaborately decorated altar was created by her husband, Charles Bushrow, superintendent of tracks for the Detroit United Railway. The shrine presumably remained with the family until 1988 when it was donated to the museum. Mrs. Bushra was one of 136 local residents who died during the long pandemic. In all, about 1,000 local residents contracted Spanish flu. Today's COVID-19 has been likened to the Spanish flu, another serious respiratory virus. Certainly, there are similarities. Both viruses, separated by more than a century, closed local schools, churches, and restricted funerals. Both slashed grocery store hours and both caused widespread fear. Both affected people around the world. No one had immunity to either. Both are believed to have been originated from animals. Both could lead to pneumonia or death. Although accounts vary, the Spanish flu began around the summer of 1918 and lasted into the spring or summer of 1919. The flu occurred at a volatile time in history. World War I was raging and polio was rampant. Its death toll was shocking. Spanish flu killed 750,000 Americans and 55 million worldwide, said local historian David Eby. Many were World War I soldiers. I believe one-third or more of the casualties of World War I died from the flu, including a number of Monroe County men, said Eby. It is said one-third of the human population was infected. Many of the victims were young people, but no age was spared. Accounts differ as to where Spanish flu originated. The disease was named after Spain, which was among the hardest-hit regions. Although the virus may have debuted in spring of 1918, like today, Monroe remained unaffected for a time. A local girl, Dorothy Boxwell of Erie, died August 18, 1918, and could have been the first local victim of the flu. Her parents died later that year. By October, Spanish flu was fully in Monroe County. The dreaded grip malady has at last hit Monroe, reported the Monroe Evening News on October 12, 1918. By this time, there were two local deaths. Eight former residents died out of town. Others had minor cases. The number of afflicted residents increased rapidly. The next six months would see more deaths throughout the county, said Rick Grassley, a local researcher who has extensively studied the Spanish flu pandemic. Affected greatly in the early days of the flu outbreak was World War I's local Camp Custer. The camp was quarantined and new soldiers were told to stay home. Soon, 2,000 at camp had Spanish flu. Like today, stories of the pandemic filled the local paper. One article told people to sneeze and cough into handkerchiefs. Another encouraged kissing only through handkerchiefs and one warned linking stamps might spread the virus. Ads touted the new wonder drugs of the day, aspirin and Vicks VapoRub. Aspirin became available without a prescription in 1915 and was a bestseller in the U.S., Grassley said. Aspirin was used to treat the fever and aches. However, 
the doses may have been toxic and contributed to the overall death toll. Most stories in the Monroe Evening News chronicled the quick spread and the closings. In mid-October, the health department's Dr. Unger said the cases were decreasing in the city but were rampant in Monroe's Little Italy, an area in the 3rd Precinct in the eastern section of the city. That news brought officials to Little Italy who found children eating garbage, rampant illness, and poor living conditions. Eventually, these findings brought aid to the area. Mayor C.B. Southworth closed all public places and stopped all unnecessary meetings October 19th. He also closed churches, dance halls, theaters, pool rooms, and lodge rooms. Schools stayed open except for the ones that were closed by the health department. It was the first time churches had closed in 130 years. Nine deaths occurred from October 20th and 21st, including Father Roland Carmody, chaplain of St. Mary's College, who died of pneumonia a week after contracting Spanish flu. Schools were shut down October 23rd and remained shuttered for two weeks. Then they were reopened, even though there were 70 active cases of Spanish flu in the area. The authorities feel that this number does not warrant keeping the schools closed any longer, and they consider the number but normal, reported the news. By November 6th, 200 students had contracted the virus. None was in serious condition. The local situation is clarifying very rapidly, according to the local health authorities, and by Thursday or Friday, the closing ban will be a thing of the past. The theaters are getting ready to open at a moment's notice, said the news on November 6. As promised, theaters and churches were reopened soon. Some churches held special celebration services. By November 20, the flu appeared to be losing its grip. The state had 1,193 new cases and 47 deaths within a few days. But things worsened in December. Spanish flu was again rampant through the state. Failure to quarantine together with the premature lifting of the state closing order is considered the chief reason why the epidemic is now more prevalent than in any previous time, reported the news on December 7, 1918. Theaters and churches remained open, but placards were placed on the home of those who were diseased. Deaths continued throughout the winter of 1918 until April 1919. Ida Ruberg may have been the last Monroe County resident to die of the flu on April 19, 1919, Grassley said. Then, Spanish flu died out. The Spanish flu evolved into something else not as deadly. We survived then, and I am certain we will survive this, E.B. said. Audio production by Paula Wethington for the Monroe News. This has been a podcast production of the Monroe News in Monroe, Michigan. Find us online at www.monroenews.com, on social media at Screen Name Monroe News, and in print seven days a week.